one, check two. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Hey. With your host, Rob Cantrell, I have a very, very dope special guest today. I'm excited to have her on the program. One of my good friends in, com in comedy and in New York and in Brooklyn. Uh, she was on Late Night with Seth Meyers. She was on Comedy Central. Please give it up for Joelle Nicole Johnson. Woo! Yeah, it's me. Joy, 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 Joy's in the house. I, I got coffee and I oh. have cannabis. Oh, so. you're the best guest. So, oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. How are you, Robbie Rob? I'm doing good, Joyelle. I'm doing good. Uh, hey, you look good. You look good too. You look great. Thank you, yeah. That, I mean, that hair is the <laughs> way I remember it. <laughs> it needed to come before all this. Now it's gotten into like cartoon land. Now it's just like, but I couldn't give I you the it. back. Uh, I could give you this, and I could hold it down. I love. Please, hello. You see my hair? I love a messy head. Yes. I, do too. I love it's, a fro, especially fro. on a white boy. Yes, yes. It's vibrations of the soul. I always exactly. think there's something trippy about hair. It's like, Jimi Hendrix had this whole thing that, he, that there are certain vibrations. <laughs> I don't know. I may have smoked a little bit before this episode. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what I'm I, saying? I, like, if you have straight hair, you can just, the personality, personality, vibrations bring out whatever's on the outside, you know? Yeah, because I think we definitely don't have corporate hair. Like straight hair is corporate <laughs> hair and we have the creative artist hair. Like yes. this, is, this is not gonna go into a nine to five office desk, our hair. So that's I'm, true. I believe it. it. I Jim believe Hendrix it is right. There, there are vibrations with hair and our vibrations say, no, they will not be responsible at a job. <laughs> Do not put this dude in a cubicle. <laughs> you, you will regret this hire, is what our hair says. It does. And it's in my soul. Anytime that I've ever had a nine to five, even before comment, it just sat wrong in my soul. It was just weird. And I would try to fight it because I want to make rent. I don't want to go for my dream. That's a pain in the ass. I would try. I would try my hardest and it, it, it it fought again, like you said, your soul, my soul was like, no, this ain't it. This is not what we're doing. <laughs> no. I couldn't even wake up on time. Like I could not get to a job on time unless it was in the afternoon. Like when I was waitressing and we'd have to be in at like three o'clock for a lunch shift, those are the times I could get get to work on time because nine o'clock in the morning, gosh, no, gosh, no. No. <laughs> no. Those aren't my hours. My body's just waking up. I don't even know who I am at nine. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It takes me till about 1030 before I start checking into reality altogether. And I think, is that, are, are you normally, did you normally wake up like that or is it because you have a kid? No, because I have a kid, I get up early, but I always got up early. But going back to how my body, I try to explain it to my wife, is like just my creative energy. My energy just, it gradually builds. And it's, I'm up, but I can't do super shit. I can't socialize. I need to gradually <laughs> yeah. 
the, the flower takes a minute to open up. It's going to yeah. take a minute for the sun to get in there, you know, and then during yeah. the day, but I'm optimal around from like 2.30 to 3, but then I want to go back down and then I want to go back out. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that? I'm, I'm optimal. I'm optimal around like 6 p.m., 5 p.m. to about three in the morning. Like those are my optimal hours, honestly, just. Yes, I've seen you, you've gone hard, especially in New York. And I know how, I've been in New York since 2005 doing standup. You've been in town over six years now, right? Are you in 10 year zone? I'm 10 year, I'm a 10 yearer. I yeah, am. you're a 10 year, that's what it felt like. Uh, mm -hmm. I know your class well, and uh, of all the comics that came up, and I just know that hustle. That, but in the, I would say just even in the last three years, your your work ethic, you've just been banging the boards. You've just been going out doing spots and you'll do spots in Brooklyn, but you also do the mainstream rooms. You're going on tours, you're writing stuff, you're doing political stuff, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're directing videos, you're directing music. Uh, you've, been, you've been working hard. How do you like quarantine time? Um, I mean, it's so interesting, and I've been telling people this, where you, it works, you work so hard. Like, I worked so hard to get good at stand-up. I worked for over 10 years to get good at stand-up, and I was like, I'm finally good at something that's the most difficult thing and probably the world to get good at, and then it just gets all taken away, and now it's like, you have to pivot. You have to start a podcast or go on Instagram Live, and I'm like, this this new, this new reality is, is quite jarring, but I'm trying my best to roll with the punches. I'm trying my best, but um, yeah. I do love being at home though. I will say that. I love being in the house. <laughs> I was like, is this my dream? I think this might be my dream to, to be forced to not leave the house. Um, yeah, it is kind of cool. You're like, what am I gonna do tonight? Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay in again. I'm gonna <laughs> stay, I'm gonna stay. I don't have to get on the subway, what? Yeah, I don't have to go out, I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've just been trying to maintain a level of sanity um, with not being able to be out doing stand-up, you know? Cause it's like an itch. Do, do you feel itchy? Like you got to get on stage. It's like a like a, a heroin addict withdrawal. Like, like I got to get on stage. So I miss the stage so much and I will never take it for granted ever again. The second we can get, step a toe on a stage safely. I'm just going to kiss it like, like getting on the beach after being stranded at sea. <laughs> it is great. I know doing stand-up comedy is one of the best thrills. Like I always say, like, like four natural highs that I've ever had was uh, performing stand-up, riding a motorcycle with no traffic, like shifting the gears and riding a motorcycle. It's not safe. I don't want one, but I have experienced it. And I was like, dude, this isn't normal shit. This is, this is freedom. Uh, surfing and snowboarding were the other ones. But stand-up's just a huge adrenaline rush. I mean, that's, I think, why I always enjoyed it so much was the adrenaline and just be like, yo, I'm alive. Let's do this. But I've been yeah. going hard for like 20 years. So I've been going hard since 99. And I'm older. And I've been meditating and stretching even the past three years. I want to talk about your stretching class and all that. But even the last few years... So I don't mind, I feel like my body's healing. In certain ways, it's like the universe being like, oh, this is your little breakdown. And I'm doing some Zooms. I'm getting Joelle on the Zoom. I'm getting my podcast rolling. Uh, 
hitting some cannabis. I'm having some coffee. So I enjoy it. Kudos to you for um, for anyone, because it's like our people want to hear from us. Like I think people want to hear from us, and it's just I got to get over myself to be like do something, and that's part you know part of why I'm like okay I have to do something because people want us to do something because that's yeah. that's what they look to us to do. So, are you doing a lot of these Zoom shows and stuff? I mean I don't like them, but they're out there. I mean. I've done a few. I've done like maybe an average of like one a week. Same, same. And you know, you just gotta get, you gotta suck it up because no, it's not gonna be like stand up. And I and I remember, <laughs> I remember the first one I did was Butter Boy, and I was so nervous. I was so nervous, I couldn't even. And then Marianne, uh, for those of you that don't know, listening is the booker of the show. She was just like, you can just banter with the host. And I was like, I'll do that. I'll banter with the host because I can't do stand up into, into my computer. I was like, no. Um, so that was the first one. But then I recently did the Nowhere Comedy Club and um, Ben Glebe told me to stand up. He was like, are you gonna sit down? I was like, I planned on it. He was like, stand up. You need to, you're a stand up comedian. And that, like something that I should have thought about was like, duh, stand up and do, <laughs> and do your stand up. Do your shit. And yeah. that, made, that made all the difference for and me it to worked stand out. up. Yeah, yeah, and it made me feel so much better about doing my set into a computer screen because I was like, oh yeah, the energy is different when you stand up. So if you just gotta stand up, you gotta, you gotta stand up. That, that makes it a little less painful. <laughs> oh, that's, I'll try that. I haven't done, I just haven't stand up. I've been sitting on my meditation mat was my first one. Right, right. <laughs> and then uh, this yeah. one is from my desk, but yeah, you're right. If I do a couple others that are a little bit, they're all very different. And I've always had fun, even though I'm bummed out right before I went on. Like, I'll be like, I don't wanna do this. Something's telling me I shouldn't be doing this. I don't want to do this. And then it comes to me and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, and then it just happens and then you just do some bullshit and it ends up being fun. Like the yeah. times I've done it, I've been like, oh, I, I just did work from here. Like I can still, I haven't left. I just did yeah. my job, you know? Yeah, every single one, I was happy afterwards. I was fearing it, but it's just like the start of stand-up when you're like still doing open mics and stuff. It was like, ugh. ugh. But then afterwards, I was I like, oh, that was... That wasn't bad at all. That was actually quite fun. And yeah, so, you know, they're not terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're not awful, awful. And one, yeah, somebody gave me 60 bucks afterwards. I was like, oh shit, nice. I've gotten some money off of those. I've got yeah. a, little bit of, a little bit of coin. Yeah, people, there's some hustles going on, as you know, as the, there's always been some hustles going on, but we're more yeah. core stand-up, so we don't really see the internet hustle. But right now, like, People are doing shows. I just started this as a Patreon. So like, nice. this is, that's just gonna, this will be free for audio and I'll put up some clips, but for the full videos in the Patreon. Okay. And, and yeah, that's something I need to learn. Cause I've been hearing that word thrown around. It's like all these new words, zoom, Patreon, like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. Cameo. I have to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cameo, that's the one you record Word on your up. phone, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that you give out shout outs because you're, yeah. you're a celebrity. Oh, Cameo, yes, I know Cameo. I, there's some people on Cameo that are charging way less than they should that I've seen. <laughs> like, 
Why are you $25? I would charge $25. Why are you, you're on television right now? Like during quarantine, you're on television. Why are you charging $25? I'm confused. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I did it, it would be like so much money. Like one of my Patreon levels is $10,000 a month. So somebody, oh, yeah. But you never know. Some weirdo's got a credit card. It <laughs> doesn't matter, you know? He's like, whatever, we, man. We call those benefactors of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call those. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Would you do a cameo if they asked you? Hello, I'm a comedian. Aren't we like whores? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, I would do a, what? You want me to do something for some money? During yeah. quarantine? <laughs> yes. yeah, it doesn't matter the platform, does it? It's like, if they're no. paying if rent and it's, and it's comedy and it's your comedy, if it's your yeah. comedy, it's like, yeah, that's the gig, man. If you're going to pay me to do it and you know what yeah. I do, I'm going to do yeah. it. <laughs> I, ha I have to do a sketch for an abortion palooza and uh, I, I, I do that for free, but they, they're like, we'll pay you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Because sure. hello, we all have done comedy for free. So it's like we, the fact that we get paid and that, that was the thing, it's like 14 years and I finally was making the money. I was making all my money at stand-up and I was so proud of myself. Um, You're killing it. You're still killing it. It's going to come around, Joelle. And you, you, were, you were performing with the best of the best on this planet Earth, you know? So you, and it's hard being in, I've been in this town. I know all those clubs. I know all those comics. It's not easy. And you were no. right there getting serious work and uh, being on television on a consistent yeah. basis, you know? Right? Isn't that yeah. crazy? <laughs> it's and hot. my mother's finally like, oh, my mother can finally be proud of me now. She's like, oh, you make money at this now? Great. Thanks. Yeah. We wait a decade. She's like, why do we pay all that money to Boston College? Hey. I had to get socialized. <laughs> yeah. College was way more social for me than it was academic. <laughs> same, same. I didn't, I was an English major. I didn't use it. And uh, yeah, my, yeah, it was all paid for by oh, my mom. Oh, excuse yeah. you. You are using your English major every day. I know. It is creative. <laughs> I was in the, yeah, I'm doing it, man. It's a podcast. I'm using it as much as possible. This is, this is a podcast. We are speaking English right now. You did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you do today? Did you stretch today? I'm going to stretch at 6 p.m. So here's, I actually stayed up until 9 a.m. this morning. Speaking of how 9 a.m. are not my hours, um, I'm, I'm in a new quarantine relationship and my boyfriend is on, the, he's, on he's a regular human. So he go, like if he could, he would go to sleep at 10 o'clock and wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And so I drag him to stay up later and he drags me to go to sleep earlier. So both of us, our sleep schedules are like, what's going on? <laughs> so finally he went, he went back to his apartment last night and I just did my whole vampire shit. I stayed up yeah. and, I, and the sun came up and I was like, oh, this is me. <laughs> and I was texting him as he was waking up for work. So I was like, yep. This is, this is your girlfriend. She is an actual vampire. She yeah. goes to sleep when the sun comes up naturally. That's my natural clock. Don't be ashamed of it. You worked hard for that schedule. 
I think right. everybody wants that schedule. That's the only thing when you kick that schedule to somebody, it sounds selfish, but it's like, no, for me to work optimally, like the comics that I've seen, like that have done it on a high level, like that's how they're working, you know, especially if you're touring, then it's like, but yeah. even shooting television, it's hardcore. That's tricky, even on itself, because you got to get up at a certain time. You got to be responsible for a lot, a lot of time. Yeah, and I and I've just always been like that. Like ever since I was a kid, even my mother said I was bouncing around in her belly at like two, three a.m. So <laughs> I'm just a natural. Like, what's up at three a.m.? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> like, go to bed, bitch. <laughs> No. You're, you're like me you're a natural spaz <laughs> i love it I yeah love life is it. good i I, that's, I, love it. I love that spark i get it too like i just get psyched on life and i'm just like yeah let's eat some cereal let's fucking you know i'm up i'm out yeah, i'm ready like the, to chill fact, i get psyched to go chill that there was a um yeah <laughs> Yeah, the fact that there was an, an outlet for us and that we didn't have to acclimate to the, you know, to the regular grain. I'm so thankful for that because I'm like, we, we would be hopeless in an office. We'd be hopeless. Yeah, it would, we would be sad individuals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think the work, what I'm hearing from the street is uh, there is voiceover stuff coming through and like cartoons and shit. So I don't know, lean heavy that way. I know you know everybody. You know Prince. <laughs> those earrings are so awesome i love the prince. i wish oh uh, yeah i know prince Thank is like you. the heaviest yeah, i, I never met him animation yeah i'd love to yeah animation is dope i never met prince i never met prince i i was very i was coming very close um but i i never met prince um because i mean every story i heard about him was just that like he would just have people over at paisley park and just have concerts in his warehouse for like the community. So I was like, one of these days, I'm just gonna go to Minneapolis and just be chilling. And because it's like, he would announce those parties like the night of. Oh yeah, Minneapolis is not a big town. Like anything outside of New York, it's only like three different clubs. So if Prince is right. playing, like everybody knows where he is. And uh, no, he was cool yeah. to artists. He liked artists, totally. Yeah. He was yeah, a patron yeah, yeah, of the so. arts. You always hear him jamming with people and going late and doing weird shows, but just playing for to play like all night long. I never yeah. got to see those. Yeah. Ugh. You get to see him live though? Never got to see him live. And and I have so many friends in, in that are just like one person removed from him. And I was just like, it was gonna happen. And I, wa I wanted to do that last concert he did in Madison Square Garden, I wanted to go, but that was back when I was broke and I couldn't afford the tickets. And uh, all my friends were like, there are no, there are no extra tickets for this concert. Like, <laughs> you can't. No, yeah, that's a hell of a one. hookup. Nobody's yeah, no, throwing no, no. that around. Yeah. No one was throwing the Prince tickets out. So I was like, all right, next time. And that's the same thing I said for Carlin and, uh, there was no next time. So people stopped with the next time. Just, go, well, we can't go out uh, right now, but when we can. <laughs> yeah, you got to see Legends. I saw Stevie Wonder play, so that was awesome. Did you see the songs of the Key of Life tour? I don't know. I saw him at Bonnaroo, and he played a lot of those songs. I didn't see the mm. songs of Key of Life. That's when that album came out. When did that album come out? 
That album, I want to say, is 35 years old because I went to the 35-year anniversary tour of it. So I got to see him at Madison Square Garden and then also in Nashville. Oh, shit. Um, and my mother, I mean, my mother has seen him every decade. He's only two years older than her. So since Fingertips, she's seen him every decade. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I could have seen a, a preteen Stevie do Fingertips. She's like, she saw him in a, in a gymnasium in Harlem when she was 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That is wild. Yeah, yeah that's so I've awesome. I've seen Stevie and his voice is still amazing. Yep. So, yeah. He still kills it and he's just got jam after jam after song after song and he's like one of the best ever to yeah, do it. Yeah, just turned 72. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, he's been famous since he's been 11 and just like, one of those proficient like musicians, like just like that was his life. Music, he had no choice. <laughs> no choice, like Mozart. Nope. No choice. Wow. No choice. Yeah. Like us. Wow. <laughs> when was the last live music you saw? Do you see concerts anymore? Or because I know comedy, it's hard. Like it's hard to go out like and be serious about seeing music. Um, I've been very lucky that a lot of my friends love music and, I, and, I, and I'm, friends, I'm friends with a ton of musicians. But the last thing I saw, I was on the Joko Cruise. Do you know what the Joko Cruise is? Yeah, isn't that the Jokers? Uh, oh. No, no I, I did the Impractical Jokers Cruise in February, but I did the Joko Cruise's Jonathan Colton's cruise. He is a, a folk singer and he does this cruise every year where he'll bring a whole bunch of musicians and com two comedians. And so me and Mike Kaplan did half hour sets. We co-headlined on a cruise ship at, at the last week, right before the quarantine hit, like March 7th to the 14th, we were on a cruise ship. And when I tell you it was like, music, there was a concert, Liz Fair came and did a concert in the Dominican Republic and and she, and she was on land. Like, she didn't get on the boat with us. She flew into the Dominican Republic, was like, I'm not getting on that boat. Um, <laughs> Turks and Caicos did let us on the island. Um, it was like the world was falling apart while we were on this boat, but we were having so much fun. It was just comedy and music and being nutty. Like, Jean Grey and her husband, Kuala, go every year, and they just do weird, because everyone- She's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she's just she's a big old weirdo, rapper. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's on the cruise singing. She's doing uh, live readings of plays she wrote. Like she did a up she did an update of Cats. So we did Cats two, the musical, and people were there for that. So it was just like a nutty, nerdy time. And when I tell you, if that's the last thing I did for another year, that was a seven day fucking bomb ass cruise, and that was a, a good way to go out. Um, Corona style, because we because we didn't know we were gonna get let back into the country. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "What's gonna happen when we get back to Fort Lauderdale?" And we were the la one of the last cruise ships that they let leave uh, Florida. And so on the seventh, that was a I think Saturday. I heard about this, yeah, yeah, because all the the, the seventh was the last day they were letting cruise ships leave. So the cruises that were two weeks and three weeks, when they got back, they were quarantined. Oh my God. So our seven day cruise, they let us back. The cruises that came in back after us, they were like, nope, you got to stay in the water for, I was like, what? If I had got quarantined 
on a cruise ship. Oh my God, you would have been like, Joyelle, sure. we need to send, we need to send a, a search party. I would have jumped off the boat. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was my last, like I got to see mu- like real musicians playing and it was amazing. And burn it down, wow. Yeah, seriously, did they did they did that oh, land right. concert was crazy. Mm. Yeah, I heard it's beautiful down there. The Turkos, K- well, how do you pronounce it? Turks and Caicos. So we, we went to the the Grand Cayman Island in the Bahamas, and then Dominican Republic, and Turks and Caicos. And Turks and Caicos was the last stop, so that was around March twelfth, and they were like, nope. You can't come here. <laughs> they say, we y'all, nope, we nope. don't know y'all. Keep it moving, they keep can, it moving. Keep, take y'all asses back to America, because we not, mm, 2000, oh no, no, no. <laughs> they said, you can, you can keep that. We don't know where you are, what you've been doing, so. Uh, do you yeah. know anybody that has gotten the 19, the COVID? I mean, uh, thankfully, um, the only, I'm Vic Henley, uh, the comedian. You think he had it? I thought that's what they said he had it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, that's what I, that was, was the understanding I get. Maybe it was just a rumor, but um, there Might was have. also a couple of comics. It was during that time. Yeah, was there it? were a couple of comics in LA that got it as well. Um, and I, I know I know people who think they had it, quotes around think. I know people that just were sick for like a week and just chilled in their home and, you know, drank some vitamins and got better. So, you know. I heard of somebody having the antibiotic. Yeah, somebody yeah, got tested I have people... and got the antibiotic. That's kind of strong. Like, yo, I'm Iron Man now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's supposed to get worse for flu season this fall. So oh. everybody stay in the house, stay your asses in the house and wear a mask. Wear a Always. mask. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you staying in or are you going out? People are so starting to I, venture out a little bit in New York. I am the luckiest human on the planet right now because not only am I in a brand new relationship, so it's like we're in a honeymoon phase, but we have two apartments that are two miles away from each other and I have two bikes. So we've just been biking back and forth in between our apartments and it's the best thing ever because it's like you get the exercise, you get the change of scenery. And then we also were like, okay, you stay home, I'll go home, we get to stay apart. So it's just been perfect. And outside of that, we just like go to the grocery store, that's it. Oh, wow, that's perfect. Yeah. That's a great setup. Yeah. You got yeah, two home bases. Two home bases and my and roommate. A couple bikes. <laughs> my my roommate left to go to Florida, so my I have my house to myself, and it's like, what? God, okay, okay, God, you be clowning, but also sometimes you come through with a with a little stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> People are making it work. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Are you writing? Are you doing any? Are you being disciplined? Like, are you writing in, during the day? Are you working on scripts or anything? I am not disciplined. I wasn't disciplined before. Um, I realize I'm a very active writer. Like I'm the type of person who on the way to the, on the way to the cellar will think about something and then try it on stage. You know, Uh, I'm not a person that sits down and is like joke day book open. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, 
I wish I could be like that. I feel like, you know, like Michelle Wolf's like that. Like there are people that, that are just like joke, 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 joke paper, joke, paper, joke. paper. Yeah. And I'm just not like that. So I'm trying to be disciplined. I'm I'm trying to finish a screenplay. I just need to like settle my mind. There's too much going on. It's racism. This I know. <laughs> like it's the world hot. is so wide. It's, it's racism. It's a pandemic. It's, and my brain is like, what are we doing? So my therapist said, uh, if you can do two things a day, be satisfied with that. And uh, this podcast is one of those things. So. Same, same. Same, same, Joel. <laughs> so I'm crushing it. If I could do two things a day. So everybody, don't be hard on yourselves. If you could do two things a day. Don't be hard do on yourself. Never be yeah. hard on yourself. That's something I've been learning is never be hard on yourself. Like you could be hard on yourself. But also it's like life is a gift, you know? It's just like, you only got so, you just always be good to yourself. Like give yourself a yeah. pat on the back. Just and to I be think rolling what, in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that? I think that's what this, this, um, this time is for now. Like the earth is settling, you know, nature's getting better. The smog in LA is clearing. Um, the birds are out there chilling and chirping because, you know, we're in the house. So now is the time to, to center ourselves and, and remind ourselves of gratitude and abundance and all that type of stuff. So that is where right. I am with it. Yeah. Yeah. Been eating a little bit better. Like I get slothy though too. Like you can go sloth style so easily <laughs> during this. But I also have been pretty good. Like I stretch. Like today I stretch. If I'm not doing I do these things called the five Tibetan rites. Do you know about these joints? I've heard about them. Yeah, I've been doing those. Those are good. That's like my workout. You should check them out on YouTube. There are five like stretches. One stretches your heart rate, your chest. One uh, does like your legs over your head. You just do them all in a row. And it's just mostly core strengthening. But I'm going to show you this one stretch. This, this is a whole change up today. I just learned this. This yeah. one, I got these stretch cards that are the bomb. But this is my new stretch. This is a game changer. You That's a new it? stretch for me. Come All on. Right. Take like this, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> open heart, open core. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a game change. That one. You do that yeah. right and left like that, everybody. You put the, I got a bandana. I've been using the joint that I've been covering my face with. But yeah. uh, I did this because I, I, I had some lower back tweak for a day and a half. I was like eating aspirin and shit, and I never eat aspirin. But then I figured this joint out, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this just opens your whole chest plate up, uh, arm, your lower back. Everybody needs to stretch. Everyone needs to stretch. I'm what's your main stretch? What's your, what's your, what's your, headline, and, what's your headline and stretch? Are you a I, cobra I, downward? My go-to is just sitting on the floor, legs out to the sides, stretching down the middle. That's a good That's one. My favorite, and 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 wiggling through it, like wiggle through it, wiggle your legs around, move your body around. Like if you're feeling any aches, just kind of wiggle into it and just stretch forward. That's my go-to because. That's stretching your whole entire body. So that's one of my favorites. And then stretching left and right knee from there. I love it. Love it. Love it. Like love this it. is the new one I learned was just, they said, rock it. Mm -hmm. And you just let your arms. So you just like do this and you do this. And uh, 
And this stretches all that shit out, man. Yeah, our bodies want to move. Our bodies want to move. And, and move. circulation move. circulation yeah. is what stretching induces, and circulation prevents disease. So, yeah. There you go. Cheers. Joelle, what are you drinking? What kind of coffee is that? So, it's Columbia. I have yeah. never drank coffee in my life. This is new influence. You get in a new relationship. You, just, you start to, you're like, who are you all of a sudden? I bought <laughs> coffee for the first time. And this is some black. I bought the bag because it was black. I was like, this is a black bag. I'm going to buy it because it's black. Um, <laughs> so, it just says Columbia Medium Roast. And I have to put um, some soy chai in it just to. So it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a chai, a dirty chai, a dirty, dirty chai. Yeah, happening over dirty, here. yeah, a little cinnamon kick. Like chai just has that, like just little yeah. cinnamon. I don't know what it is, but I can chai it up all day. I love. Yeah, chai. and I love mixing it with coffee, and it just gives me a little zing, and uh, you know, helps you go to the bathroom. Yes, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, natural. We are oh, natural. All of it's yes. natural, and you know that's a good day. Like, uh, yeah, if you if you, you got if you got that accomplished, that's another thing to accomplish. If you had a good bowel I movement, love- that's accomplishment. Yes. That is accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things in COVID, baby. It's the yeah. little things. It's the little things. It's the little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Colombian uh, beans are awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, yeah yeah i'm new i'm new to the coffee grind i've been buying avocados what, what? avocados i am cutting up avocados it. making guacamole i don't know who i am yeah guacamole rocks avocado rocks uh i i'm not full vegan or vegetarian like i never believe in any of those like i'm trying not to be conceptual you like just like if whatever you i think whatever you feel like you gotta do you gotta do you know um, but I have been, I've been doing eggplant. I fucked up an eggplant Parmesan the other day. I ripped it. I killed it. And then I got killed it, killed it. Yeah. I powdered it. I fried it up just like, just like fried it up in a pan with some good oil. I've been rocking some Ooh. avocado oil. You gotta rock some, you get some avocado oil, clean and mean and rocks veggies. So I just hit it with some dust, you know, I hit it with some Parmesan, like I bread it out, I breaded it, and then I got tomato sauce and Parmesan cheese. But then I did it with the simmer sauce too, and that was good. But Ooh. I do mean, but I did the, do you, do, do you fuck with the simmer sauce? You get the simmer sauce? I don't know what simmer sauce is. Ah, oh, the simmer sauce. That's the Indian food. Like they got just the jar of it. It's like four ninety nine, and it's okay. just that good shit. And you can put chicken, you can put whatever. And you put it in that and you put it over rice. I've been killing my rice game. I'm killing it. I love me some rice. I love me. I love a carb. I'm a carb yeah. freak. Um, so, yeah, I'll try some simmer sauce. I'm trying simmer sauce and Tibetan yeah. stretches. Yeah, five Tibetan rites. They say it's the uh, yeah they, fountain of youth. All these monks do it. It's like the, how the monks stretch out in Tibet, which is a pacifist society. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's wild. The more Tibet, I don't know much about it. I know some about it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's trippy. It's wild. Very peaceful. Very peaceful. Do you meditate? I have started doing that, and I'm doing a thing called 21 Days of Abundance with a group of friends, and there's a meditation in it every day. So I'm meditating a couple of times a week. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, it, and it's something I never thought I would do, um, but 
it's it's necessary now just to be like, all right, shut up, mind, shut up, let's breathe. <laughs> let's take yeah. deep breaths, deep breath, inhale when you meditate and when you smoke a joint, and when you stretch, and when you smoke for sure. Yeah. Um, but with stretching, it's breathing. Yeah, that's the thing. I read this whole book on meditation. It was all, and literally like two chapters was just about breathing. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And how they were saying like a lot of people, like it, like 70% of, of society doesn't breathe all the way. Like you should really open up your lungs. Shallow breather. Yeah, shallow breathing. Like you should, really should open it up and uh, yeah, get breathing. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. some meditating. Uh, I'm psyched to get back to stand up. Have you heard of people are doing shows, but it's looking July and Augusty, and that's still kind of a gamble. Is that the word? I am booked for the big hunt in October, I believe, and that's in DC. That's safe. Um, it's safe. We don't know because that's fall, and that's Dr. Fauci was like, "Look, fall is about to be popping again." He said, "Fall. If we don't get it together, it's gonna be worse than the fall." Oh my so, god. That's, there's a bookmark in that in October. Um, but I'm on a thread with like a bunch of comedians and apparently there's clubs in like Utah and places like that that are opening up. And I'm like, who, who is going to that? I want to know who's going to, I understand comedians cause we're crazy, but who's going to see that? <laughs> I'm not getting. A, I, uh, no, and and the thing is, people like love stand-up. That's the trippy thing about it is, and you're you're successful, and you're feeling the frustration. But comedy's hot right now, and people were making some money. You know, the the, the thing was up and running because Netflix was just killing it. Yes, I mean, I honestly feel like I would have got a half. I, I was hoping to get a half hour this year. And, um, you know, things like that came to a, a screeching halt. JFL, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, we're going to pivot, but I'm not pivoting to get back on stage right now. That's just not safe. You no. know, I would no. love no, nothing more than to go to the cellar, but that's a basement. <laughs> and they said basements with, with laughter and singing is what's going to spread the virus. So, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So depressing. Uh, so we might have to start doing shows at Washington Square Park or something like that. The only people that got it rougher is Broadway, or do we have it rougher? I don't know, because I thought about, like, imagine that actor who got booked in their first Broadway gig. Yeah. It was like, it's coming out in April or whatever. It was like, Mom, Dad, I did it. And then that shit stopped. Like, I, I think about those people. I think about... I mean, so many musician friends. I think we're all pretty. Um, it's it's hard for all of us right now. Yeah, it's hard for everybody. All the right? performers, yes, it's hard for us. It's so hard. Um, but yeah, things that the Zoom world and all that's just like. So that's why I like you doing this. This is, I mean, as 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 bunk as people say it is, it is kind of cool. Like just not leaving to go do some shit, you know? Right. You know, after right. you do those sets, you're like, oh, I'm still here. I mean, you know, I haven't run around. But I would like to venture out. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, people are going to be itching. Hopefully they'll get a, you know, vaccine and people will just be out. Like, boom. I also don't trust that. I don't trust no, here's the thing. I don't yeah, trust break prototypes. It down. I don't trust prototypes. Like, I'm a, I want to get an electric bike. 
and there was a website that was review reviewing like 10 electric bikes and like six of those bitches are still in their crowdfunding stage and it's like i don't want the crowdfunded first edition of the bike i want the bike <laughs> that is already on the market that that came from amsterdam and now has a store in williamsburg i want that bike because that's like the fifth or sixth iteration I don't want this first vaccine. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't. I don't know what's happening. Like it's an experiment. It's a rush. It's yeah, people are rushing. Yeah, it's literally an experiment, and they're and they're rushing to get to it. So I mean, I'm not, and I'm not an anti-vaxer at all. I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I just feel like this first vaccine. I'm extremely wary of it. This is how zombie movies start. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if Joyelle's gonna be getting this first vaccine. I don't. I don't know. I might just stay my ass in the house. So just see how it plays out. It's like if yeah. somebody says they're doing this drug, you're like, let me see yeah. what this other dude. Yeah, going let me through. let me see how you act. Let's yeah. get on a Zoom in three weeks and let me see how you feel it, and then maybe I'll get it. I'll get the second vaccine. I'm not getting that first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, have you been doing any art? Do you draw at all or paint? You, I, I get a painter drawer vibe from you. Are you just I love too tired? that you say that. I, and I did the Bob Ross challenge. Have you done the Bob Ross challenge? I saw challenge? this. I, I haven't done it. I've done a video of like, uh, I've done that before, but uh, it wasn't fun. It was so fun and I didn't know. Um, and people were like, oh, you can actually paint. And I never thought I could, cause you know, you get a pencil and I, tr I draw Bart Simpson. That's all I could draw when I was little. Just a rudimentary like, triangles square head you know that's so i was like oh i can actually paint but i just don't have an urge to like my urge is yeah. stage so i have zero urge to paint but if i sit down and paint i'm like oh that was cool but i don't think about it like i'm never like i have to paint like that's never yeah that's the key like, right there uh yeah. i was thinking like with art in general like but now that I'm older, like I'll look at some shit and be like, oh yeah, they just, cause you could say, oh, this isn't anything, but everybody has their own style. Like, and there's room for everybody. It's more about the passion or how you present it or the platform, what went into it. Because if it's good, you know, who knows? With same art, you just kind of good. I put it out there. The same thing, like playing music. Like I was always so, same thing with comedy. Like, I guess don't be intimidated is the whole thing. Don't be intimidated by the art form because everybody's just kind of banging around up there, you know? Yeah. And also to know that artists are fluid. Like we're the type of people that are like, I'm into a bunch of different things. Like a lot of musicians love comedy. A lot of comedians love music and have a music inclination. And it's like so many celebrities will be like, why is that rapper acting? And it's like, because he's an artist. That's why that rapper is acting. Yeah. That's why that singer is trying stand-up, because we, we, we love art, and we want to do all the different types of art. So I feel like we need to chill on people. Yeah, some people need to stay in their lane, but I, I never fault yeah. somebody for trying something. And if, if somebody's going to pay you to try, <laughs> I'll take money to try. <laughs> give, me, give me somebody for the attempt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with comedy, it's so definite. You know, comedy is the hardest just because you got to get laughs, you know. But with yeah. music or like pain, it's just like, oh, that, I guess that's good. You know, it's anybody's ballgame. It's good if, if you like me and you yeah. think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but stand up, we're like, nope, mm -mm, get off no. the stage. Yeah, you got to be funny. It's got to, yeah. yeah, it's got to, yeah. 
And I know so many people who are like so funny on Twitter, but can't get on stage. You know, and it's like, those are the differences where it's like, oh, you're a funny writer. Like you can write on a page jokes, but you get on stage, people will be like, "Mm -mm, that ain't it. So everybody has their forte. And those those writers that are just good on paper still try stand up and I won't fault them for it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask, do you like Twitter? Honestly? Um, I, yo, they're talking about shutting the shit down because cause they fact check Trump. I was like, shut Twitter. I would love to not have to check. <laughs> I would too. I to would not have to check fucking Twitter. One less like, really, It plagues me. It plagues me every day. Like I, I'll roll over and open my phone and check Twitter and just get bummed out because something's trending. Some bullshit. Amy Cooper, whoever, George Floyd is trending. And... And it, Twitter is a bummer, man. I was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. You could yeah. just get sucked in. Like they, everybody knows, like social media is dangerous. Like yeah, and everybody knows that if you don't handle it, it's gonna handle you. <laughs> oh, for sure. This this morning when I was up till nine a.m., I was on a thread about peanut butter and jelly because <laughs> because I was so stressed out from the rest of the trending, and this one dude just was like, "Isn't peanut butter and jelly awesome?" and 60,000 comments, like everybody was like, yes, toast it, grill it, put this on it. And it was just so fun to read because all these adults be like, I'm 70 and I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day. And that was just a nice escape. So sometimes Twitter is good for that. But a lot of the times get Trump off. I, I would love it if they shut Twitter. Jack, you got enough money. You got other no. businesses. Shut this shit down. You would be I an American hero. I blocked him a hero. long time ago, but uh, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. You would be and, an uh, that would be hero. a hero. Yeah, that that was the one. But that was the reason he won. That's what's so powerful about Twitter. Like it's just fucking powerful in the sense that he won the election because of Twitter. And Twitter, yeah. Twitter likes the negative. You know, it's it's just like. It's just, you know, it's fun, but it's like people are just smacking each other on the back of the head type fun. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, it's a lot of it's for attention. Yeah. Collection, you know, and just attention. People just like, look at me, look at, you know. Yeah, it, right. it stresses me out, but some people are yeah. funny on it and I get bummed out. I'm like, should I be trying to be funnier on this fucking thing? Right. And exactly. then that takes work. And I'm like, well, I'd rather work on some shit I'd like to do. Like I do like doing music. I do like uh, directing videos and stuff like that. I was gonna say I get a director's vibe from you. You've been you produced like you had a link on your Twitter. I did a little research. You had a link to your uh, director producing debut for it's a <laughs> women's rights. Uh, yes. Beyonce mashup. So, but I saw the director. Yes. It looked dope. It looked dope. You did awesome. I well, like I didn't. I didn't shit. direct it. I I I produced. I helped produce Meaning that what? video. Um, you had the idea. I, you said put this shit in there. It was a collective from from the group that I worked with. The it was called Lady Parts Justice. Now it's the Abortion Access Front, and there was a collective idea from the group when Beyonce's song came out we were specifically talking about the clinics in Louisiana. And so we were like, let's do a mashup. And then from there, I mean, I got the actors who were in the video. I found the Jean Grey sang the song. Uh, I got her to do that. She did the arrangement for it. I got the costumes. I booked everybody. So just literally on the 
the rudimentary production standpoint, I did all the yeah. Fun, that's all artistic guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was a it was a team. It was a huge team effort. Liz Winstead is the um, creator of that organization, and uh, she was the one directing the video. And we also had um, another. We had another director who came in for it. So it was a huge group effort, and I'm so freaking proud of that. Like to have to have produced to have been you know, involved in that. And it, man, it takes some work to produce a goddamn three minute. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, filmmaking produce, direct, is- direct, edit. Yeah. Movies. Oh my God. Yeah, it's no joke. I always say like, directing is sick, but movies is like the most expensive art form. Like you're literally yeah. like, we're painting or standups just like, you know, you're just going up there and doing your shit. But producing a film, like all the money and all the arrangement, all the time, all the cam, like it is just like, it's almost like a government or a business. Like it has yeah. to operate like together or it's just going to not go be well, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. 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 So, um, and people don't realize how many people a movie will employ. And that's, that's the big deal of, you know, it's like, They'll say, oh, who cares about Mel Streep or who cares about what these artists and stuff think? But I'm like, if Mel Streep does a movie, she employs literally thou a thousand people yep. <laughs> she will employ from start to finish of that film. And yeah, I think about all those people whose sh um, projects got shut down. Like, whoo, we, I know, we all they, uh, it. I worked on the last OG, so I got to shoot a scene yes. It's coming up, yeah. It was dope, but it, that's a huge production, yo. That was, thing was, uh, but that was that was amazing. But they had like two different camps, and it's all New York, and this is all unionized people getting paid, and they're on their yeah. third season. So a lot of these people have worked like three years on this show. It just shows yeah. you, like, yeah, a, a successful show employs so much business. Like people, you know, um, when it works, it just fucking works. But yeah, was, I mean, I I do warm up for Patriot Act. On yeah, Netflix. I read about that. What's that gig like? Do you like doing that? Here's the thing: warm up is kind of terrifying because I feel like it's such a, a a weight to be like, if the show's not good, and the, and, and other warm ups have said this: like, if the show's not good, it's the warm ups fault. But if the show's good, people don't really care about the warm ups. So it's like you got to do your job so much just to let the show be good. But if it's not good. People are gonna look at you like, bitch, you didn't do your job. <laughs> it's, it's very intimidating. Um, but I love Hassan's crowd and his crowd is a bunch of nerdy, intelligent brown people. And that is my alley, like, and it's they love crowd. me. So yeah, and, and I'm, that's me. I'm a nerd, I'm a brown nerd. I'm a, I'm a colored I, uh, nerd. Yeah. That's perfect gig. No, I've done that yeah. gig. I got to warm up and it was the same situation. I, I warmed up for W. Kamau Bell's show. Totally biased. Yes! It was me yes! and Mike Kaplan training off. And, but it was dope because it was like 4.30 and the crowd I was getting there was hipper than anything in Brooklyn or any other room in the city. It was like, oh, yes. this is all young, smart, progressive people that I just, and they're going to do the political stuff so I can just do my shit. You know, I can do just it. Yes. Yeah, I can yes, just do that, like, which is not political, you know, I support, yeah. but my shit, you know, is about, you know, bananas and fucking apples and, yeah, snakes and animals <laughs> and, and shit. petting cats. Petting cats, um, all that. Uh, <laughs> smoking weed. Um, 
Yeah, and that and that's the beautiful juxtaposition. Like that's my favorite thing about opening for people is I'm usually not going to be like whoever's headlining. So they get you know people get two different totally different comics and people don't realize that's what you want to see from a comedy show. You want to see different perspectives, not just you know one no. type of a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh you want to you want to mix it up and always yeah if it's just the same thing it doesn't help even that dude <laughs> right or right. that chick you know it's like if they're doing this it's not helping you know the overall no. show right but, uh, yeah. you've gotten to go on huge tours like with Dave Chappelle who else have you gone out with Burr did you go out with um I I was able, I was able to open for Burr um a couple times in Atlanta but. I was also on tour in March with Alana Glazer. So I was, oh, I, I started March, we started the tour and then I went on the cruise and then I was gonna come back to finish her tour. We were gonna be on the West Coast after the cruise and all of that got canceled. And those were like thousand seat theaters. <laughs> so when I tell you those shows, were um, like we would we did North Carolina and DC man and Alana's crowd I mean that's just like what come yes. on they they oh. love me oh they, they love, love you me. yeah they love you killed so, it. oh yeah. my god just talk about the and her vibe yeah her vibe oh. is just smart and funny her. and hip and cool yeah. but also potheads so it's like yeah, potheads yeah you know that's, <laughs> hello can we hello. can we have a better crowd for me so I no, that was another thing star. that was real hard like that that hurt when that got canceled so yeah that was a huge and it was it was politically inclined as well so um yeah yeah that that was a hot gig um but they're gonna come around you got to do and pd was on that tour right yes yeah yes and, and pd <laughs> is i mean the best host pd's the best host uh, yes, he's the best host. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that he's like, <laughs> there's no better host. And even even for things that are like depressing, like we had a you know a memorial last year for a comic who passed away, you know, and Petey hosted it, and it was just like he made that funny. Like you you he can make the most depressing situation funny. Petey's the best host. He's the best. Oh, oh yeah. So imagine him. Imagine that. Like a thousand seats. Petey's hosted. There's a DJ. I do oh, 15 shit. minutes. What? Are you kidding me? Oh. Theaters. So yeah. Theaters. The hotel is clean and mean. You're getting in, oh. you're getting out. The headliner yes. likes weed. It's great. Yes. So lucky. <laughs> so lucky. So like what? I I did this with my mind. <laughs> You're, wait, are you paying me to be here? This is crazy. You're crazy. paying me to do this. Yeah. So it's the best yeah. gig ever. Yeah, that's what's so hard about giving it up is uh, it is the best gig ever. It's so good when you pull it off successfully. And this is when I think you know you're doing it right when it it's you feel like you're robbing them. You're like, oh my god. Right. 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 Like you are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, and then that's the best feeling ever. It's just like, wow, um, this is the best job. But I, I, yeah, all this stuff will come back around. And the and you, you're in such a, everybody loves you, and you know everybody. I hope and you're so. In, you're in New York. Yeah. When was the last time you toured with Dave Chappelle? 
Oh, uh, that hasn't, uh, uh, I want to say like 2012, maybe? Yeah, that's when I think you first came to town. Because yeah, he's yeah. just been doing these theater tours forever, the last like 10 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to get, I got, I got, an, I got some applause breaks in, in Little Rock, Arkansas once. And that was like one of my first times opening for him. And there's nothing like, once again, like any person who has their own fans, if they have their own fans, you're the icing on the cake. Cause they're already happy cause they're getting to see the person they love. So they're like, oh, who's this extra? person that's just gonna make us laugh like Hannibal, Alana, like all those people. Have great especially, crowds. Especially yeah. Hannibal, like Hannibal's crowds. He, I've gone the most I've done tours with was Hannibal. He's put the most money in my pocket and those crowds are the best cause they're just ready. They're there for comedy, you know? They didn't just happen upon a comedy club. They got tickets and came to a theater, so. That's what I've learned with Hannibal is, is like people that are into Hannibal are really into comedy. Like you yes. gotta be a comedy connoisseur because it, I mean, it's not a swipe at him and he is this, but he's not super mainstream famous. Like he's kind of mainstream famous. You might know him, but if yeah. you know comedy, if like you're into stand-up comedy, you like love him, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. just a comedy, yeah, Hedberg yeah. is that way. Like a comedy connoisseurs just love him. Or and he the even people, has his own type of comedy. Like, it's wild. Him and Eric yeah. Andre, I get so inspired from. Yeah, who to just do their own fucking just thing. do their yeah. own thing. They do their own world. They got their own vibe going. And they just crank it to 11. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so great to be a part of. So super um, thankful for that. And, and got to watch his, his rise, you know, because I've known him for... 10 years and got to see him come up and become this, you know, what he is now, which is amazing to have watched. Are you guys, did he start before you? Yeah, 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 he started before me. um, Yeah, because he's like in the, you're like Kevin Barnett and those guys who I'm friends with everybody, but he was like a little bit, he came earlier. And I remember when he came around, but uh, yeah, it's amazing. Are you, but he, yeah. you guys are kind of the same age, or is he older? He's a, actually he's a little younger than me. Um, he was like a two or three years younger than me. I think. Yeah, he started. Early. I'm older than I look. <laughs> <laughs> You're young. I'm, yeah. I'm older than I look. When people people are like, "Wait, what? I thought you were this age." And I'm like, "No, bitch, I'm not." So. Yeah. I got, got the that wisdom. Forever 28 vibe on. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> forever 28. 20, that's Forever 28. That's my store. Forever yeah. 28. <laughs> that's how I see it. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, the name of this episode, Forever 28. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his fame level, like, yeah, he's just kind of came from obscurity and now he just like he tours constantly doing theaters and producing yeah. television shows and doing just like one-offs. He's going off on YouTube these days. Yeah, just a great, 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 great energy, creative energy to be around. Also, a joke, like, joke writer, joke writer. Yeah. I, I, I like, what I've learned over the years with stand-up is, like, you got to do all of it. When I'm optimizing, like, I'm improv on stage, I'm staying loose, I'm being confident, 
but I'm also disciplined to like write like maybe like 40 minutes or 30 minutes every morning yeah. that is like in my, in my notebook. And then I'll go back and circle like good stuff. Like when I, it's almost like working out when I'm doing everything, I don't have to do it perfect, but I'm, if I'm doing a little bit of everything, then, then that's when I start seeing results. Yeah. And I, and I want to try to get to that level of just a little bit every day just a little bit every day yeah and it's not hard to be like i have to sit down for five hours no yeah no. do 30 minutes <laughs> 30 minutes just, just meditate minutes. 10 minutes 30 minutes stretch a little bit but always yeah. it's all about the practice and doing it and then yeah. eventually some making it a habit yeah yeah oh yay yeah. rob you inspire me too Oh, you inspire me. I'll let you go, but uh, I, I'm just trying to be better. And since I, my new thing is I got to start reading, bo I, reading books. Do you read mm -hmm. books? I, when I was a kid, you couldn't pry a book out of my hands. Like my mother would yell at me because I would be reading so much in the dark, like in, in the car at night with the headlights shining on the book. Like I was that nerd. But I just, as I've gotten older, I've stopped. So that's one thing that I want to pick up more um, since we've been in quarantine because you know, once college hit, it's like, yeah, you're forced to read all these books. And yeah. then it kind of takes the fun out of it when you're forced to read it. And then I just went straight into stand-up. So I... Stand-up uh, lifestyle, it's, yeah, it's not like sit at home and read a book type of lifestyle. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, you know, active. And my mind is, is very active. Like, my mind is always like... Rrr. So, yeah, I uh, want to get back to that. <laughs> Same, same. That's one of my things. I want to stretch and I'm going to try to read a little bit more. All right, yes. Joelle, I'm going to let you go. You've been so nice to do this. And yes, and you're going to be a this. guest of mine on Stretches and Stories uh, Saturdays, 6 p.m. on my IG Live because I'm contributing to society yeah. now. <laughs> I would love to do that, Joelle. I'd love yes, to do sir. that. I would. Yeah, hit me up. I'm down. Thank you so Yay. much for doing this. Yay. I appreciate you. Good Joelle. to see you. So good to see you. I always <laughs> love doing these things because I haven't seen anybody and it's been like half a year now. <laughs> oh my God. It has been half a year. <laughs> and I'm oh like, yo, God. I know some people out there. <laughs> so I love seeing yeah. you, Joelle. Thank oh. you so much for being on the Cannabis yes, Coffee. Yes, so. All right. All right. Bye, Peace.